for as long as I can remember. I have had a passion for helping others live into their potential. My goal is to share some practical knowledge from the world of performance psychology and wisdom from my own experiences to bring personal growth to you right where you are. Come on in. I'm Kayla, the coach next door. Hi everybody, this is Kayla, the coach next door. I am here today with my good friend, Melissa Fitzsimmons. And um, as I was getting ready to come over to do the interview with her today, I was thinking, I think aside from my husband, I've lived with Melissa for the longest amount of time. (laughs) We lived together, uh, I think for about three years. So, the good, the good old days. Yes. So, um, she is near and dear to my heart and is a recent new mom. So, we've got her little baby Gigi here with us, too. If you hear some noises in the background, don't be worried. That's just Gigi playing. Um, but I asked Melissa to uh, interview with me about the role of emotion in the workplace. And in her current role, she is the VP of Business Development with Chargebacks 911. But I'm going to let her take it away and give a little bit about who she is and what she does. Well, hello and hello, Coach Next Door. And you're welcome, Christian, for all of the uh, roommate training prior. Um, Yeah, so I am VP of Business Development at Chargebacks 911. We are a financial technology startup. And really, my career has mostly been in sales for probably about 12 years now, ever since I've been out of school, which obviously is a very emotional position, lots of ups and downs, massive roller coaster of anyone that who's in in sales understands. And I am also probably one of the most emotional, outspoken people that I know, (laughs) good or bad. And then I'm sure that Kayla might know. So yeah, for me, it's something that I have often struggled with. um, Something that I've also really embraced uh, throughout my whole career and something that I just kind of accepted about myself. And yeah, I'm so pumped to be able to talk to you about it today. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to have you. Thanks. Uh, So I'm glad that you mentioned right off the bat that you're a pretty emotional person. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do think that it's really great that you not only recognize that, but have, you know, like you said, played that into your advantage almost, you know, with your career. So talk to me a little bit about, I guess, first of all, what does that look like? Like when you say that you tend to be emotional, what does that look like? And then kind of get into how that has been a positive for you. Sure. Yeah. I think when I definitely first started my career, I think every woman, especially, I think we have in the back of our brain to not be that emotional woman. I think that we go in thinking that, that you really have to maybe hide that part of yourself and you really have to not be that, you know, angry woman that, you know, kind of comes out. But as we've seen more women in leadership roles. We've had so many more role models in massive business positions that are very outspoken. I think that's really helped us along. And I think the biggest thing that I have learned in my career is that sometimes the men are often more emotional than the women and are it's more accepted for them to be. So I've just really come to the realization in my career that it's just like, you know what, I'm embracing myself and why not? Like the fact that I'm emotional shows that I care. And if, if I'm at a place or I'm at a company that 
can't handle that fact that I care, then that's possibly just not a fit for me. And that's something that I've had to figure out through, through my career over the years. And I'm definitely at a place now at Chargeback 911 where it's certainly not destructive. I think that emotion is obviously positive um, and negative at times. I think that you have to embrace the whole wave that goes with it. And really for me, it's been finding a company, a culture, and really coming to terms with myself and how I deal with those emotions and channel them in a positive light to make sure that it's not destructive and it's helping my career, my clients, my company, instead of hindering it. Gotcha. So like, I, I love that you have this, uh, you know, perspective of that it can actually be helpful and it can be shown or you've seen as passion and not all emotion is negative. It is on the whole spectrum. So tell me about how specifically you've been able to use that perspective. I think the big thing is that you really have to be honest with with yourself and you have to be authentic. I think anyone, man or woman who is suppressing who they really are is never going to be fulfilled and they're not going to be performing at their their best self. So I think the first thing that I really had to do was accept and learn that that was something that I couldn't change. And once I knew that, that I think helped me a lot. Um, I, I do think, and I, I think studies have shown that it's often not the work itself. It's very rare for me to break down over a project or a certain deal or something going on more often than not. I become upset with other people, which makes sense, right? Because you're with these people that you work with so much, 40 plus hours a week, you know, in in this American culture that we have. How can you not be, have that relationship? I think when you work with people, you form a relationship where you're like a family and through good times and bad, you, like I kind of said, you kind of have to embrace it. So like I said, my biggest first thing was acceptance. And then I really started at looking at the destructive behaviors first, because I think that those are the ones that are most important. I don't think anyone's ever upset about the person in the workplace who is pumped, you know, um, at at my job, they give out these superlative awards. And the award that I, I got last year was I'm the person who's always going to celebrate anything. And that's me, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm happy if someone closed a little deal or had a baby or did anything, I'm always the cheerleader. And that's just something that I've always been with that high for me comes a low. And so for me, I've always had to focus on the destructive behaviors first, personally, professionally, make sure that that's not rubbing off on other people um, so that I'm not bringing down a team. I've certainly done that. I had to leave a role because I realized that I truly wasn't happy there and my unhappiness was like a cancer to other people. And that was something that was really difficult for me to understand. But as I went through my 20s and now into my 30s, it's now that I can recognize those patterns and really triggers, it's really helped me uh, drive back to celebration, Melissa, because that's really where I'm always trying to be. Mm-hmm. And that's so funny. Um, cause I know you in a personal capacity yeah. and you are absolutely that person personally too. So it only makes sense that that would be your personality professionally as well. Right. And like you were saying, getting back to who you are as your authentic self, 
it only makes sense that that's who you would be in the workplace with your work colleagues. Yeah. Everyone has such a unique gift and I do think it's way more acceptable. We have so many outlets of expressing ourselves through social media, through, you know, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, that I think it's become a lot more acceptable to actually say what's on your mind. And, um, the other big thing that I think is just so, so interesting is so much of our work is done on instant message email and I love those people you know, we call them internet trolls I call them I call it keyboard courage you know people can just get in there and go crazy and you know it's that's all an outlet for emotion and I think that um almost removing the the barrier of face-to-face communication which is going to become so much more prominent with everything going on with COVID-19 is that you are going to see some more of that people are a lot more uninhibited with their emotions when you remove the face-to-face interaction it's 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 crazy that in a world that's possibly more disconnected you are more connected to your emotions because you're not seeing it happen in real time by face-to-face with other people if that kind of makes sense yeah no that definitely makes sense and I know like especially for like someone like yourself who does who does a lot over you know like you were saying instant messaging or email because like a lot of your clients are Mm -hmm. not here right physically um that that's I had never even thought about it that way that you know they're they're being courageous because they don't have to come say it to your face and um that would be interesting to see as we become more and more remote and you know invested in our technology as the primary form of communication Mm -hmm. does that in fact increase the level of emotion that's in the, in the workplace. That would be really interesting to see. I think it has to. I mean, I think that we see, like I said, on social media now that, you know, people love going at each other and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, people love celebrating, but I think most of the time that we see on social media is that you really can see, see people go in on each other and it's just, yeah, it's very interesting to watch right now. So we'll see what happens with that. Absolutely. So, I mean, definitely I agree with you that if you can channel your emotion into some sort of uh, positivity in the workplace, it can, you know, have a great impact on your team. It can obviously make yourself have a better, uh, outlook on your current work situation, but I'm sure you've also seen instances where emotions have affected either employees of yours or colleagues negatively. It might've even been in situations like you're talking about where they were behind the computer screen and, felt like they could have the courage to say something they wouldn't normally say. Um, So I do think that there is a place for emotional regulation in that capacity. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about what your experience has been with that type of emotion in the workplace. So I I really just think there's, I think I I kind of touched on this earlier in terms of like the positivity and, and the celebration is that I have found that I have to focus myself or I really actively seek out the people at work who are positive. If I am stuck with, you know, the person at the water cooler who's always complaining, which is such a trap. I've been there. Trust me. You know, I, I love to get negative with anyone else, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm your girl to gossip and complain and do all that. But, you know, it makes me feel terrible. So I really need to be around people who are positive influences at work and, and in life. You know, you have to to better yourself you have to be around people who are better than you and you know not to say that someone is better than anyone but has other traits of 
success that you can can harp on and a lot of that comes down to positivity so i think being really mindful of not falling into a negativity trap is probably one of my biggest things that i've had to personally learn because i'm very susceptible again because I have such big positive emotions and big negative, I can get dragged down very easily. So for me, I like recentering myself with people who are positive on a daily basis if I can, or when I'm really feeling down and I'm open about it. You know, I have a person like that at my current role and I'll go to them and say, you know, hey, I'm not feeling great today. Like, you're always so positive. Like, how's your day going? How are things? And it's it's a complete turnaround for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good to have that introspection, I think, especially if you know that it can spiral. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, it's also really interesting to think about the impact that other people can have on us and then we have on other people. And I think especially as a leader, it's really important, even if you're not having the best day, to find a way to have that more positive end of the spectrum as far as your emotions are concerned in order to continue leading your team in a way that they're not going to, you know, feel your negative emotion. Yeah, for sure. And even as a woman, you know, I think there's nothing wrong, I think, with saying that, you know, women are more emotional. We are. It means I have a bigger heart and a bigger capacity to love. I just birthed a baby, you know, so there's so many things that women can do. And the fact that I am able to be more emotional than a man makes me proud. You know, it's something that I've just grasped. It means that I care. It means that when I'm good, I'm going to be the most passionate person on your team, possibly more than any man. And that's just something that is my goal or I try to be at, you know, um, all, all the time. So I, I do think that it, we're, we're getting to more of a corporate culture um, where we see a lot more women succeeding because not only are we more in tune with our emotions, we're more empathetic. I think that I found that men can be more honest with me um, because I am open about my emotions as well. And I think that it really comes, emotion comes from a place of strength and not weakness and you just have to embrace it. Mm, I like that a lot. To kind of continue to go off of that, I do think that, you know, in the workplace, dealing with work colleagues, either supervisors or people who report to you, obviously there's a lot of emotion based on the communication aspect like we were talking about. It's the person to person usually that is causing the emotion. Um, I know for you, you also deal with clients. Mm -hmm. Um, I also, in my profession, deal with clients and usually by the time they get to me, Mm -hmm. it's because they're very emotional. And typically in a negative sense. So tell me a little bit about how you've handled emotional situations with clients and how that might be a little different than how you handle emotional situation with a colleague, let's say. Yes, I am so incredibly passionate about my clients. I I almost want to say more passionate about my company for me because my clients have been with me for so long, some of them 15 years. I really... They're, they're friends and I always try to treat a client as a friend. I have always had this notion that uh, sales or client management is very similar to dating and managing a relationship. It's, it's so true and it's something that I always live by. So with my clients, I really try to make the bridge between succeeding what they need professionally and also caring about them um, on a personal level. And it's not always easy. I have to take notes. I have to keep up. You know, there's a lot of people that I talk to. 
But at the end of the day, because they know that I care about them personally and professionally, um, I'm able to pick up just by being that close to them on those context clues that maybe other people have missed, which is what I think makes me so, so, so successful in managing clients. Um, and again, I think, you know, sharing their highs and lows, um, admitting when you're wrong, you know, admitting when something messed up, admitting when, you know, I, I, we've, I've certainly gotten in screaming matches with my clients, you know, and I, don't feel great about it afterwards, but sometimes you just need it. You know, I, I think again, it comes down to the authenticity and really being that, that person. I, I think the, the flip side of that is there are certainly clients that I've had that don't mesh with that and that's okay. You know, I've just learned that there, not everyone is going to be able to be at my emotional level and that's life, you know, that doesn't mean that I'm any worse of a person or they are, or their emotion is any less valid. It just means that they have to be dealt with in a different way. So I really just try to look at every person as an individual respect where they might be coming from. I definitely use humor a lot. I think that, you know, I'm, I'm definitely pretty much like a very witty person and try to come down at, at that level and, and definitely use humor to diffuse a lot of situations. I think that, you know, having a joke, laughing, a good animated gif really, you know, helps break tension, emotion, you know, things like that. I like it. Yeah. I love that, you know, the clients I know that I deal with more frequently, I'm able to have that kind of connection with, and I don't mind having those tough conversations with. Mm -hmm. And that goes back to exactly what you're saying. It's because you know them on more of a personal level. Um, it's the ones who, like in my situation, haven't come to the gym in months, mm -hmm. and maybe I've never even seen face to face. They're the ones who, one, have the courage to get escalated. Mm -hmm. But then also because I don't know, like, I don't know who they are. Mm -hmm. So it becomes a lot more challenging to have those difficult conversations that sometimes are pretty emotional, especially if it involves things like health issues or large amounts of money, which I know you deal with too. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that those are the definitely the more challenging conversations to have because you don't have a frame of reference of where to come or like where to go with that person. Yeah. And I'm sure you can agree in, in dealing with, you know, membership and, and customers and clients, like you said, that um, I would rather an irate customer than a silent customer. Mm -hmm. If I don't hear anything and I hear ongoing, ongoing, I know that a blow up is coming. So for me, I love to use silence, complacency as a, a trigger. And I think, you know, we very briefly talked about triggers, but I think what I've learned is uh, by knowing someone more and getting to know your client, you start understanding what their emotional triggers are. Um, you know, a lot of people are very passionate in your, in your role. These people are worried about, you know, their health, their livelihood, working out is something that makes them happy. You know, we hope they're, they're there for a reason, whether, um, it's, it's positive or, or, you know, they're not feeling the best about themselves and that's why they're there. So same for me. Um, so for me, I, if someone is silent, it's often worse, worse. So my, my big thing there is to try to use, empathy and, um, sit back and listen, right? Listening is probably one of the biggest things that I've had to struggle with. I'm not always the best listener. 
I have. I'm one of those people who is constantly thinking about the next thing to say instead of absorbing what that person is saying, which is such like a egocentric thing. But, you know, we're human. So for for all of that, I, I really think that listening and picking up on those triggers and context clues so that you can proactively try to manage their their next emotional response is what can help get you further. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, I do think that part of emotional regulation is coming at a situation from a non-egocentric mm-hmm. perspective and learning how to do that and approaching the situation with true empathy as opposed to whatever your own egotistical you know circumstance might be whether that's pride or greed or whatever fear i think fear is the biggest one i I would say in terms of there's Gigi, there's the baby we talked about um so yeah fear is the biggest i think of of all of them i think you get the biggest emotional response when people are are dealing are dealing with fear Mm -hmm. and i think everyone can understand that right Mm -hmm. fight or flight so Mm -hmm. um fear is probably the most difficult and that's the one that i i try to recognize for the most um it's so easy to celebrate the positive thing that's why so many the word emotion it's so sad that my first connotation coming in this podcast was negative mm-hmm. right because I, that's that's what you remember it, mm-hmm. it's so hard i have to actually force myself through this entire discussion to say like oh my god emotion is positive too mm-hmm. because the the down can just bring you so down so mm-hmm. i try to make the joys so big for people which is like why i said that that celebration thing is so big mm-hmm. because that just becomes more infectious and whatever i can do to up that level to help even out the bottoms or the lows, even for myself. If I can do that for for other people, I think that's probably one of my like gifts as a person. I love that. Well, is there anything else like burning on your heart about emotion in the workplace that you want the listeners to hear about? I guess just like three quick tips just to like recap is be authentic, um, be honest with yourself about your faults and your your improvements. Gigi agrees. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think lastly is just give yourself and the people around you some grace. I think use empathy and understand that we're humans. We all have a common goal of going towards that joy. And I think if that is what everyone is aiming for, that uh, there's really no way to lose. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. That was great. And some wonderful tips. I guess one last thing. Do you have a place on social media that you'd like the listeners to follow you? Sure. Yeah. So my Instagram handle is at cmelcell with underscores uh, between all of those. And yeah, if you ever need any, uh, any chargeback help, which is an issue right now, don't call your credit card people. (laughs) Call the business. It hurts them. Kayla knows that too. Mm -hmm. Um, So so yeah, do that. And again, my company that I work for is Chargebacks 911. And if anyone ever needs help or something to celebrate, I'm your girl. Awesome. And I'll have uh, Mel's handle in the show notes. And thank you again so much for joining me for this interview. Anytime. Today. I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank you. And this is <laughs> Kayla, the coach next door. Talk to you soon.